0: You're listening to IASA's additional coverage podcast episode number 21. I'm your host, Tim Hicks, and I'm joined for today's additional coverage by a panel of guests. From Plant Moran, I'm pleased to welcome Principal Matthew Bowden. Hello. Manager of Risk and Accounting Advisory Services, Carolyn Main. Hi, everyone. And Risk and Accounting Advisory Services Senior Consultant, Brianna Solario.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: These three will be joining us at IASA's Exchange Conference in Minneapolis in June, and I've been given the opportunity to showcase their brilliance ahead of time. Now, in a previous episode, my guests talked about developing a risk appetite. Today, we're gonna dig into that topic just a little bit deeper, but first, I would like to recognize the support that we receive from IASA's member companies and volunteers. IASA is the voice of the insurance industry. If your company is not already a member, I encourage you to consider all the benefits that come with membership in IASA. For example, the annual conference IASA Exchange has a separate track of sessions specifically geared towards senior management called On Point. Find out more at IASA.org. Well, this is the very first time I've had the opportunity to host an entire panel on the show. We might go a little bit longer than our usual 15 to 20 minutes. That's okay. I'm excited about this opportunity. Well, Matthew, I'd like to start by picking your brain for a few minutes or you're always free to pass the question on to Carolyn or Rihanna. Once we've decided on a risk appetite and what we're willing to take on, we need to start creating a risk management playbook, right? What should that playbook look like? What should it include?
2: Yeah, I mean, from from a high level, your, your playbook is really your your action plan, right? It's It's addressing specific action specific activities. In response to identified risk events in alignment with an organization's overall enterprise risk management framework. You know, Caroline, would you would you like to add to that at all?
3: Um no, I mean I I I think that kind of covers it. I think Brianna had some thoughts on this one as well. Brianna, if you want to jump in.
1: Yeah, so each risk in the risk universe should have its own playbook should include things like a description of the risk, the owner or the person responsible for monitoring that risk, any internal controls that the organization has in place to mitigate that risk and specific scenario based action plans that will be taken if the organization needs to respond to that risk should also include specific steps to monitor the risks, proactively prepare, such as providing updates to the ERM team to governance and any communication protocols for responding if the risk event did occur. So really needs to include the who, what, when, where and how of the organization's response to said risk. And then if the risk occurs, you already have a plan, you've already designated who's responsible. You have those clear lines of communication and escalation already thought out can really help an organization improve their response time, already have everything laid out that they
0: need to do. That's a great answer. And I want to play off of that for just a second, because I know that we can take some smart steps to further mitigate risks can you give our listeners maybe an idea of some areas of low hanging fruit, or you know, areas where we can focus our risk mitigation efforts so we can be proactive?
3: I I can jump in on that one, Tim. So so really, a, a great first step to start to focus your risk mitigation efforts would be to take a look at your organizational strategy. So really, start to think about where is the organization going in the next maybe eight to twelve months. What are the risks within this strategy and really start diving into the what could go wrong so that you can then focus your mitigation efforts accordingly. So like the the best approach would be to, again, we're kind of incorporating ERM into the strategy setting process, linking those risk exposures to strategic objectives, making sure that you're getting input from department level risk owners on risk identification, and getting input across the organization too is going to be really important to help kind of focus your risk mitigation efforts. And then another area I know you you know previously mentioned, as we started this is setting and defining your risk appetite. So it's really important to kind of use your strategy to help define your risk appetite. And the risk appetite is going to drive how you are managing and mitigating your risks. So that's really a critical starting point to focus your risk mitigation efforts.
0: Thanks, Carolyn. I was curious as to whether you had any specific examples of a, a situation or scenario where you did take some further steps to mitigate risks that you know kind of halted it in its tracks or, or, be, or proved to be really effective.
3: Well, I think it will depend on... Um, depend on the risk right but really that's really that's kind of the objective of the ERM process right is to rate your risks think understand from an inherent risk perspective where do you stand what are the highest priorities and risks to the organization and then understand what are you currently doing to mitigate so that you can really have a better understanding of sort of where to focus your risk mitigation efforts, right? Where, where do you, when, in what risk areas do you fall outside of the risk appetite outside of, in other words, the organization's comfort zone where you would you know want to mitigate further. Matt, Matt Brianna, any other thoughts you guys have there?
2: Yeah. I mean, when we think about this and I think, I think, if we really think about you know, innovation and and what organizations do in in pursuit of of new objectives of of uh new strategies right it's it's helping to manage risks in alignment with that with that organizational strategy with that organizational objective right and identifying the overall risk appetite and assigning risk mitigation activities in alignment with that risk appetite so that we are effectively managing success there so if you kind of think about leveraging a new process or a new technology to engage with our customers or leveraging new technology to engage with our employees i mean there's always risk of non adoption ineffective implementation budget and cost overrun not realizing you know the anticipated roi it, it's overall managing that that risk of of, of failure and and really when we're when we're in this it's it's identifying the the right people the right processes to help support that implementation that that initiative making sure that there's adequate training making sure that there's adequate project management support there's adequate customer in, in engagement so that we're getting the continuous feedback and and ultimately applying that feedback toward the validation of whether and to what extent we're pursuing that that strategy effectively and ultimately if we find that we're not getting that level of success we're not getting that level of engagement let's let's fail fast right let's realize that we we're not pursuing the right strategy necessarily close that out regroup pursue the next strategy right the next thing in alignment with those organizational objectives
0: that's that's a great answer and my next thought comes from that when we're trying to predict risk events how possible do you think it is to proactively predict them? Or is it really, Um, we don't know what we don't know, and we have to react, identify and react once it happens?
1: So I can take that one. I will say that it is possible to potentially predict that risk will manifest. And this can be done through monitoring key risk indicators. Key risk indicators, or KRIs, are metrics that an organization has to predict potential risks that'll manifest and negatively impact the organization. So essentially, they're a warning light to enable early detection and management of unacceptable risks that are outside of the predefined tolerance levels. Organization Mm -hmm. will identify an acceptable range for each KRI. And if that metric happens to fall outside of the acceptable range, then that will trigger investigation action reporting up, down and across the organization to help them mitigate that risk in time, prevent things from kind of having a domino effect and being more catastrophic if they didn't react quick enough. So then in order for, To be meaningful, there needs to be a relationship between that key risk indicator and the impact or likelihood of that risk, right? So, for example, can have the risk that competitors in your market sustain a competitive advantage, Good KRI linked to that risk would be the ratio of the number of subscribers retained and the number of subscribers that are up for renewal in a certain time period, such as a quarter. So you can measure that trend over time. And if it's trending downward, management can maybe try to identify a reason for that trend through outreach activities, identify there's new entrants in the market, and if it falls outside the acceptable range, then action should be taken, such as you know, analyzing the market, considering competitor pricing, services, technology that they're implementing, and kind of how that can avoid being potentially catastrophic to the organization.
0: That's an excellent example. I've seen that happen in the specific scenario of companies not monitoring what's happening in the competitive arena and then falling victim to that risk. When we talk about risk, like that one, it's usually positioned in a bad light, but is there a way to leverage risk to our advantage? And if so, can you give me some good ideas that our listeners can take away from this conversation?
2: Yeah, yeah, and and, and thanks for that question, Tim. So if if we kind of think about that, that question and how it, you know, the answer that really pulls everything together, right? We've, we've talked about risk playbooks, we've talked about continuous feedback on organizational strategy, we've talked about the use of key risk indicators, failing fast and and ultimately redeploying strategy in alignment with with those objectives when necessary. It's taking a a holistic view of, of risk, right? A big picture, not necessarily as adverse event that we must reduce or avoid or transfer, but there's an opportunity to accept risk in pursuit of those those new objectives, in pursuit of of that innovation of the the new markets, et cetera. And enterprise risk management is is really the means, the discipline, the tool for management and those that are willing to embrace risk and shift their focus on it away from that adverse event toward something more, more positive, more holistic, and it allows their company, their organization to build a stronger and, and more resilient infrastructure around decision support, one that, that provides that regular feedback on the strategy and allows management and, and those executing the strategy to understand o- overall how things are going, to understand, hey, do we need to recalibrate, We redeploy? It's a deliberate approach, enterprise risk management, taking it all the way from that risk identification standpoint tracing it back to that roi and and ultimately providing the the tools the process to effectively manage it and effectively support positive decision making for for that next step in the plan providing that that structured approach so that management can
0: stay well informed so you're you're tying these kris to specific metrics and when when it all plays together nicely you wind up in a good risk situation any uh parting shots that you would like to mention just to get people enticed and ready to come see you at uh, the Iasa exchange conference
2: yeah I mean and thanks Tim for that I mean we, we we tried to keep it brief and high level for this 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 podcast you know we're, we're going to be going in, in depth with some great great scenarios great stories we're really looking to to deliver a, a good and engaging discussion with the audience members and and just have a great conversation on risk and really hope Hopefully, we can open some eyes and and change some perspectives on, on managing risk at the enterprise level.
0: Can't wait to see you guys, meet you, and, and see, your, uh, see your presentation. But that's about all the time we have for today's podcast. I really appreciate all of you taking a few moments to speak with me. But if our listeners would like to reach out to you guys uh, in between now and the conference, what would be the best way they can reach? Matthew, let's start with you.
2: Thanks, Tim. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, you can also find me on plantmoran.com. Just go ahead and, and input my name in there, Matthew.boden and it'll get you right right to me right away. And Carolyn?
3: Yep. Now, same with me, also on LinkedIn. Um, and you can look me up on
1: plantmoran.com. Yep. Same with me.
0: And if you have comments about the show or any show suggestions, you can always give me an email at tim.hicks at fisglobal.com. We have more great new episodes coming up in preview of IASA's Exchange Conference, which starts on June the 4th. Until then, I'm Tim Hicks with today's guests, Matthew Bowden. Thank you. Carolyn Mayne.
3: Thanks, everyone.
0: And Brianna Solorio. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a huge favor and subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss a new episode. You're bound to have some coworkers, friends who also need to know about this podcast. Please share that information with them so they can follow along as well. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.